We're going to do it'll be throwback Thursday people. We don't have to start every stream with um, you know, that which will make us unhappy with the state of the world. Let me just straighten everything out here. Good. We can see the freedom right up there people. Let's not forget about that beautiful word, Freiheit. In German, yeah. Good afternoon, everyone. Good morning, West Coast. Good evening, Europe. Is the audio good? Let's just wait before I go on anymore. Is the audio good? Let me see. Let's just make sure. Hail freedom. 720 looks like... Uh, 720 looks like... Okay, perfect audio. Good. Thank you, Rob. Um, where do we start? People think there's a feud between Nate and I because Nate's doing a stream explaining why he thinks Robert Barnes and I are wrong. This is what makes the world a beautiful place. We can disagree. And I dare even say we can be wrong on things. Um, I'll see what I think of it. I, I, I have not yet watched Nate's stream. I was given the heads up that it was going to happen. Uh, I'm curious to know where the disagreement is. And I would also highlight a very important uh, distinction of uh, distinctions without differences or wrong on things that don't necessarily have material outcomes uh, are interesting. Not knowing what Nate said, uh, I'm not going to venture into any supposition or guesses. I don't get offended by these things. I'm not sensitive about these things. If I make mistakes, I expect to be called out. And if they're material mistakes, I'll even go ahead and correct myself from time to time, every time. And by, and this is another thing. If he just doesn't agree with us and we disagree, that's fine. It's a beautiful thing. We'll see what happens in the long term. Um, and we are, we are free to disagree without disagreeing with each other as humans. I like Nate. He will always be a friend. Hold on. I'm not crying. It's got moisture, moisture in my eye. I didn't even mean that. I did a uh, Locals exclusive. We do our, our venting with Viva. It was a throwback Thursday with Viva before. And the word moist came up in that, in that stream. And I went on for probably longer than I should have about how disgusting the word moist is. Moist. And I'll do what I did during our, our local stream. Mo it's like your mouth even has to be gross when you say it. Moist. It's a disgusting word. But it's going to be the segue into uh, a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today. Because a lot of stuff we're going to talk about today, Canadian-centric. Oh, you know what? Jeez, Louise. Yeah, Viva Fry supports Justin Trudeau. V uh. All right, people. We're going to go into subscriber mode. <laughs> oh, I didn't even put on slow mode. I'm, I'm a double idiot today. 20 seconds. And we'll go. Here, you know what? We'll only do one minute. If you want to sit there and troll, you only have to subscribe for one minute. I love, I support Justin Trudeau. Dumbest troll on earth. Someone one day is going to have to um, explain to me how these bots work. Someone has to create them. So someone has to go and say, okay, I'm going to create a bunch of bots today. And we're going to go spam Viva Fry's chat with a message that is so dumb, it's not even funny. Like what would be funnier is if it said Viva Fry, um, is Justin Trudeau's brother. I don't even know why that would be funny. 
Okay, let's just get to the standard intros before we get everything going here. This is a tribute to Nate for strapping on his big boy pants and going to members-only mode for the stream. Disagreement is fine. Limiting convo? Come on. Oh, we got Carly Ellison who... But Carly, you're subscribed to my channel. I know that you're subscribed because I saw your comment yesterday when it was on subscriber mode for five minutes. Carly Ellison, you're subscribed to my channel... And you come here to tell other people to unsubscribe. Uh, you you also have to be one of those like double fakey troll, um, um, like satire. That's satire. That's like pleb on Twitter. It's a double fakey satire. Uh, well played, well played. But thank you for the subscription and thank you for the uh, engagement in the, in the chat. Moist, moist. So let's get back to the moistness of today's um, stream, people. Everyone has seen that speech that Justin Trudeau gave where he said the word moist. And if the word didn't give you nightmares before, it'll give you nightmares afterwards. And Justin Trudeau and the Trudeau hypocrisy and the destruction of the very fabric of what made Canada a beautiful country is the subject of today's stream. Let's just go speak moist Trudeau. I just want everyone to see it. Not the, not the songify. Because I don't want um, I don't want the remix to claim the song. There's a lot of remixes with speaking moistly. Instant regret. Here, let's, this must be it. I'm gonna wait for the commercial to play. You, you ha- if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, okay. Here we go. I'm gonna bring this up. Moist, moist. I could puke. I, I never also appreciated how how gross the name of the band was. Moist. I never understood that, that was the nature of the term. Uh, let's just go. I don't. Here we go. Is it this? Here we go. <laughs> don't want to play more than I have to. What Dr. Tam explained yesterday uh, is that if people want to wear a mask, uh, that is okay. It protects others more than it protects you because it prevents you from breathing or or, or speaking uh, moistly on them. <laughs> Terrible image. Uh, oh, by the way, don't you love it? Like once upon a time. Dr. Tam explained yesterday uh, is that if people want to wear a mask, uh, that is okay. Not anymore. But at one point, not anymore. No, at one point it, it went from being okay to being mandatory. Uh, I wish I had the clip of him saying, we're not a country that makes vaccination mandatory. Contrasted that with his election campaign commercial. I believe vaccinations should be mandatory. But listen to this. It protects others more than it protects you because it prevents you from breathing or, or, or speaking uh, moistly on them. Oh, what a terrible image. Uh, but- <laughs> okay. Speaking moistly. I, I don't often judge people. This People, this is a joke. So parentheses, I don't, following with the joke, I don't often judge people for uh, gaffes that they make. But to even have an, uh, uh, that thought in your head of speaking moistly. <sighs> Brendan Lesko says, true or false, Florida makes parts of your body very moistly when you go for a run. Just saying, no, no, they're not moist. They're soaking wet. They are sopping wet with sweat. Um, here's some Commonwealth currency for a guy that did the hard yards on the ground during the Freedom Convoy. Speaking moistly, of course. I don't, even when I spit, I don't speak moistly. I just, you know, a lot of spit tends to like 
fly out of my mouth when you when you speak for hours on end. Uh, Viva, someone likely pays an organization that runs the bot farm. They would just give them the message they want to run. Like, but who? Okay, but they, I mean, like, do they think? Here we go. Like, it, Viva Fry is Justin Trudeau's brother. This can't be a bot. I, you, sir, are welcome in this community. Well played. <laughs> okay, but the subject matter of today's stream is not, it's actually not funny. It's actually like, it's, it's heartbreaking, soul-crushing, devastating. Uh, let's go with one. Justin Trudeau is a raging hypocrite. I mean, that's, that's just, that's par for the course. Uh, he puts out a tweet about harassment, a pattern of harassment of journalists being unacceptable, as if anybody needs to say that out loud. Yes, people. It's unacceptable to harass journalists. What we mean by harassment, by the way, might be a little abused and exploited for some, you know, getting nasty emails. Some might say it's par for the course when you live on the interwebs. Uh, Bonafide harassment, obviously. Uh, But then one might ask the question, who's guilty of bonafide legitimate harassment? I will posit to you, it is Justin Trudeau himself. We'll get there. Item number two. Medical assistance in dying, maids, as it's called in Canada. What a beautiful, beautiful euphemism. Uh, I talked about it a lot, and it's only getting worse. There's a story now of a, of a veteran who called up veteran services suffering from PTSD and uh, was recommended. Yeah, just, they, just, they just threw the idea out there. Hey, man, you know, I, I got a solution to your PTSD, maids. Oh, you mean like someone to, someone to come and clean my house? No, 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 like like death. That's that's our solution. Oh, I, but I thought we were only supposed to recommend this for end-of-life terminal illness, constant pain and suffering. No, don't worry. We'll get there. And then other stuff. Um, but before we even do that, let me just super chats, standard disclaimers. No medical advice, no legal advice, no election fornification advice. YouTube takes 30% of super chats. If you don't like that, if you don't like that, we're simultaneously streaming on Rumble. They have the equivalent Rumble rants. They take 20% at Rumble. So better for the creator, better for the platform. Best place to support, vivabarneslaw.locals.com. If you are so inclined, um, Viva Clips for the highlights, vivafry.com for merch, so on and so forth. I already gave the no election, whatever advice. Um, Angry Cop did a vid on the Canadian this morning. Angry Cop did a vid on the Canadian veteran this morning. We'll get there. For my favorite Southern Libertarian, LOL, you are my people, good locals stream. John Yarber, thank you very much. True or false? Okay, we got that one. Uh, a moist Trudeau. Ugh. Are the fish moist in Florida? Yeah, angry cops just posted. Oh, um, it, it, it's horrifying. You know what? Let's, let's, Viva French Fry is delicious and moist in Florida. Um, okay, there we go. Okay, no, that, that's it. Okay, we're, we're, we're getting on. We'll get on with this. We'll get on with the show now, and I'll. Um, I will. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Get to the chats afterwards. Um, I, I've been. I've been ever since my brother raised this issue, brought this to my attention. I've been. I, I thought I misunderstood. Ten thousand forty-six medically assisted suicides in Canada in 2021 alone. of all death in Canada, up 37% from the year before. Uh, The history is that a Supreme Court decision um, outlawed the prohibition on medically assisted suicide because it was unconstitutional, and the Trudeau government expanded it. Boy, howdy, did they expand it, and they want to expand it even more 
because in the legislation that they passed um, recently, there was a, what they call the sunset clause, which was a prohibition on medical assistance in dying for the mentally ill and minors, allegedly. And one parliamentarian said that's discriminatory against the mentally ill. They should have as much right to medical assistance in dying as everyone else, the terminally ill. And they said, okay, well, after, after this a period of time, this exclusion of mentally ill from medically assisted deaths is going to fade into the sunset. And the progressive liberal government, in the name of progress and liberalism, is going to extend the right to end your own life to the mentally ill, that in law typically being a concept that vitiates consent and therefore does not, uh, that prevents people from entering into contracts when they cannot enter into a contract in full awareness of fact and law. 10,000 alphabetized, 10,064 in 2021 alone. Canada had over 300,000 deaths in 2021, 3.27% suicide, medically assisted deaths. Uh, people, you know, people said, Viva, you're, you're being insensitive. Uh, you know, it, it's, it should be up to the person. First of all, I believe in medical assist. I, I believe in the concept when people are, you know, terminally ill, pain and suffering, anguish, and as an absolute last resort, uh, leaving it to their better discretion of sound mind, not as treatment on par with all other treatments. Because I've, I've read a bunch of articles now, maids is just being offered to many people just as a treatment on par with all other treatments. You know? yeah, are, are you in chronic pain? Well, let's see, you could, you could, you could go on painkillers, you know, there's risks. You can have surgery, might not work. Or we can kill you. Your choice. They're, all three are equal. You know, one, one might work. One, you know, might need surgery later on. And the other one is for an eternity. So I do believe in it for people who are indeed terminally ill, who are able to make this decision for themselves. Uh, where was I just going to go with this? Oh, and, and so set that aside. That's my own personal belief. And, and one can disagree with that or agree with it. I, I, I think it's a tough thing to disagree with. Someone who is terminally ill in constant pain and anguish for anyone who's ever seen it wants to do this. You know, their inability to do it because of physical constraints should not force them to live a life of pain and suffering. Getting to veterans with PTSD. Oh, that's, that's just a glitch of the system. That's just, it's just a mistake. It's, it's an error. Oh, we need more training. Wait until you hear this story. Because at first, you know, I, I heard of it. En diagonale, as we say in French. Like, it, it just came across in the chat. It's like, I, 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 I have to double check that. I, I can't believe the story. Uh, it might be wrong. It might be misinformation. It might be rumors. It might be uh, insufficient information. Well, okay. And mainstream media gets it wrong sometimes. Uh, but when they're reporting on it, uh, if MSN, MSN is wrong on the facts, I will update it as soon as I become aware of where it went wrong. But this is coming out of CBC. Horrifying, end quote, that Veterans Affairs raised assisted suicide with troubled veteran, group says. Oh, yeah, it's, you, you need a group to tell you that. The head of a group that supports Canadian veterans says he was horrified to hear medical assistance in dying was brought up with a veteran who reached out to the Veterans Affairs Canada for help recently. What impact? We're going to get to it. It was a mistake. We need more training. Yeah, bullcrap. Something's happened once. It's happened before. 
This is not like, this is not a statistical anomaly. This is not a freak lightning in a bottle two times in a row. And by the way, lightning in a bottle has happened before. It'll happen again. If something has happened once, it's happened before and it will happen again. This is, this is not a one-off. There have been people talking about pressure, pressuring the families, pressuring the loved ones, bringing it up when no one else is bringing it up. Not necessarily for PTSD and a veteran, but bringing it up for people who have themselves not brought it up. So we've heard the stories. Now we just have a specific, concrete, confirmed example. Officials with the federal department confirmed to CBC News that they have issued an apology directly to the veteran and launched a thorough and internal. Can you imagine this? We're sorry we literally told you or suggested that you end your life. You called up for help. We've apologized. And what are we going to do after our grotesque incompetence, borderline criminal incompetence? We're going to launch an investigation. We're going to create a body to investigate the body that just screwed up. We're going to create another government entity to investigate the existing government entity that just screwed up. And we're, we're sorry. We're sorry we literally told you to. It's just horrifying, uh, yeah, said Scott Maxwell, executive director of Wounded Warriors Canada. A, how is that veteran and the family doing? And then B, what's the impact this will have on other veterans who might be in a similar state wanting to pick up a phone, calling an agent or a case manager to seek care? Not just that, by the way. How is this going to affect people to call up now also knowing how the government might weaponize their fragile or their uh, anguished mental states? We, we know what the government's been doing uh, with certain you know, tracking apps following citizens, spying on citizens, weaponizing what they can weaponize for political purposes. You know, v- veterans now are going to be reluctant to call up, not just because they might get horrendously criminal advice, recommendations, but also because the government might just abuse of their state for other purposes. Red flag laws, for example. If just one veteran does not make the phone call, we have ourselves a significant problem. Skipping along a little bit, continue reading. It's, it's, it, uh, yeah, but, but it's only happened once, people. Don't, don't worry. In, what, in a statement, officials with Veterans Affairs said the department deeply regrets what transpired in the unnamed veterans case, which led to a global news report earlier this month. More training province, promised. Oh, the statement said no evidence has been found of similar incidents happening, and they believe this to be an, an isolated event. The department also said it would deliver additional training. Yeah, don't recommend the end of life to veterans calling up in need of help. You need training for that? This is, this is exactly why government is a make-work project. They do it badly, and then they make more work for themselves to correct the mistake that they made because they did it badly in the first place. The government is the only place that fails up, fails out, and fails thus expanding its own power. (sighs) After the story broke, Veterans Affairs Minister Lori McCauley posted a statement on social media calling the incident completely unacceptable, adding, I deeply regret the harm caused to this veteran and their family in a time of need. Now I just put something together. Okay, never mind. Wounded Warriors of Canada. Um... So that's, that's, that's what's going on in Canada. You know, when you see the number, 
exploding year over year, 10,000 Canadians. And then you find out one accident like this. Here's, here's a bold statement. There are other accidents like this. There are other abuses. There are other issues that result from lack of government training, or, or some might say that result from government training. If it's happened once, it's happened before, and with a number that has exploded 37% year over year to 10,000 Canadians, there's a problem. Don't inve- This is not the only thing that needs to be investigated, people. In fairness, I can, I can genuinely see a lefty giving the... Despite it not being... Okay, I'm not going to read that, but thank you for the super chat. Uh, I'm not your buddy guy. And if anybody doesn't know where that avatar from, that, that is from Blame Canada, uh, South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. John Yarber, I am a Desert Storm vet served under H.R. McMasters in E-Troop. The VA sucks, and they want to get rid of anyone who might oppose them. And, and now, And you realize... When Canada and the Trudeau government implements certain red flag laws, uh, certain, you know, certain special, special s- surveillance that certain risks might, might, might need. And you, and you de- effectively deter people and the people who have served this very country from seeking the help that they need and that they deserve because they get vilified, potentially, potentially worse. And every now and again, told to uh, off themselves or not told just suggested yeah. how, how does how does that even come up <laughs> okay i heard that let's, i'm going to leave this up before it I heard the veteran being recommended to end his life on this planet was an individual agent incident and not actual advice they should provide. <sighs> not sure that makes it any difference. Will you do a public meetup in Florida? Love to meet you. A public meetup or like a meet and greet could be very, very fun. Haven't actually put much thought into it, but um... so that's what's, go- that's what's going on, people. There's nothing to see here except there's a lot to see here. And, it's, and okay. So... No, it's from the episode where Canada goes on strike. Okay, well, close enough. Come on, man. I, I, I actually have not watched South Park. I caught a, c- a couple of episodes recently, and it's, it's, it's still good. In fact, it's even better than I remembered. I remember not liking it as much as The Simpsons, but The Simpsons fell off the unfunny deep end, as did Family Guy. <sighs> okay, so that, that story uh, has turned out to be true, and anybody who just wants to write it off as a one-off can, can uh, you know, you can rest assured it was it was just a one-off. Let's get to the next one, people. Let me see where the where the tweet was. Where's the tweet? Oh, you know what? Speaking of Canada's healthcare system, it's 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 fun. This is not a com- this is not a comparative statement, people. This is not to say like. Canada's worse than the U.S. healthcare system. I've now experienced both, and I can tell you they both definitely have their problems. Uh, and so I'm not going to go out and straw man one, uh, you know, glamorize one and say it's they both have problems. Um, and like Thomas Sowell says, there are no, you know, good or bad answers, right or wrong answers. There's trade-offs. Um, I have not experienced the American healthcare system with the same degree of thoroughness that I've experienced the Canadian one, but I'll I'll come to a determination as to which one is at least less dysfunctional. But this is from Emily Nussbaum. 
which is actually kind of funny. If anyone's seen the movie The Jerk, Newsbomb was the name that the guys who were uh, using the fake credit cards at the gas station were using. I miss Mr. Newsbomb. Uh, Newsbomb is a staff writer for The New Yorker. I like to watch Arguing My Way Through the TV Revolution. Emily Newsbomb. Okay. Journalist. I'm currently on vacation in Canada where college tuition runs under 9000 in US dollars. Everyone has health insurance and maternity leave lasts a year. Also, Shmishmorshin is both legal and publicly funded. Okay. There's a lot in there. There's a lot to unpack if we want to. Uh, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Emily Nussbaum credit on one thing, which I don't understand how it's not a thing in the States. Not maternity leave, parental leave. But, but yeah, more maternity leave than parental. But not having parental, that I find, I, I find that to be surprising. That's sort of not even like a, um, an additional cost for most businesses. It's not like yeah, the idea, not even that you can't even take the time off if you don't even want to get paid. In Canada, you can get subsidized if you take time off. And it's, 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 a, it's a modest amount, but it certainly helps if you want to take that time off. You're not going to get paid from your work. Uh, there's a certain government subsidy. It's not free. You've paid into it. Yeah. But even the option not to have it for free, just say, hold my job for three months after I give birth so that I can go and be with my newborn and then come back to my job. You don't even have to pay me. Yeah, I think that's definitely a benefit and definitely a good thing and definitely something that should be offered, you know, as a, a an incentive to have kids. I mean, if you want to increase the population, you need to make it easier for people to have kids. That, it's kind of a cheap way to do it. And I do think it would be an ultimate selling point for all private enterprise. So I'll give her, correct on the maternity. Tuition. I mean, five seconds, five seconds to look these things up. The, the tuition debate exists in Canada because saying 10,000 US is about 15,000 Canadian. Uh, you got you to gotta factor in cost of living into all of that as well. Sorry, that's, that's the uh, healthcare system. We'll get to that one. Uh, this is from this year. Like the tuition debate is a problem in Canada, notwithstanding the fact that there are affordable options. So it's not a non-existent problem in Canada. Maybe it's not quite as bad as in the States. Uh, but it's not a non-existent problem in Canada. So just for starters, uh, Canada is the only nation in the world with absolutely no criminal restrictions on Shmushmorshin. I'm not sure that's a good thing. I'm not sure that we should be proud of being a country that has absolutely no criminal prohibitions on the big A. Most people don't know this, by the way. They don't know it because in reality, another thing that most people don't know you won't get doctors to perform the procedure after a certain period of time anyhow. So we have de facto restrictions, at least in practice in Canada, even though this individual, Emily Nussbaum, is not going to highlight that we have restrictions that are by and large reflected in all countries. So it's not like it's anywhere without apology up until eight and a half months, even in Canada. But we're the only country in the world that I know of that has no criminal restrictions on abortion, that should actually be a source of shame and not a source of pride, however you feel about abortion. Uh, but someone should tell Emily Nussbaum, you know, like everyone poops on the States for wanting to put certain restrictions on it so that it's not whenever I want without apology. Every country in the world has restrictions and we don't hear people complaining about lack of women's rights in those countries. The big point the healthcare system in Canada is not free and it's utterly broken. Utterly broken. 
Emily Nussbaum probably doesn't know this because she's not Canadian. She didn't spend COVID locked in her house for five months in Quebec because the healthcare system was so crippled, so inadequate, so broken that we needed to be locked down because our healthcare system couldn't cope with the Cyrus. And for anybody who thinks that, oh, well, it's an exceptional pandemic and everyone had problems. No. Elective surgeries were canceled pre-pandemic because during ordinary flu seasons, our hospitals couldn't deal with influx of patients for the flu. Our system is utterly broken. And it's not free. Uh, I, was, I, I don't know if it's anywhere between 25 cents and 50 cents of every dollar we pay in tax goes to the healthcare system. I, 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 Emily should appreciate that. I'm not trying to pick on her. Just like, it, it, this, is, this is, the grass is always greener. I've gone somewhere for vacation. It looks real nice. Like, let me, let, me, let me bring this out for one second. I was told by Eric Duhem, he's the leader of the Conservative Party in Quebec, that it's closer to 50 cents on every dollar. 50 cents of every taxpayer dollar goes to the healthcare system in one form or another. I think officially by budget, I know that it's over 25 cents. So 25% to 50% of every taxpayer dollar I'm taxed and I, and I give to the government goes to free health care. Yeah, I don't have to pay for the visit when I go, the crappy six-hour wait sometimes, uh, or you know, to be told to go back. I don't have to pay for it then because I've paid for it up front in the order of 25 to 50% of every taxpayer dollar. So if I pay $100,000 in tax and we're so fortunate to be able to do that, I've paid anywhere between twenty-five dollars and $50,000 a year for free health care. And the system still sucks. It, they're so incompetent, they lock us down in our homes. They shut our businesses down because the healthcare system can't deal with it. Oh, and by the way, I, let me see if I can see my own response here to her tweet. The other issue I, I told uh, Emily, uh, good luck finding a pediatrician. Good luck finding a family doctor in Quebec. In Quebec, let's see if I can find it. Look for, the, uh, look for my wild hair avatar. In Quebec... The average wait times for a doctor, if you're in urgent need, is about nine months. It's close to two years, a year and a half to two years, if you're not in urgent need, to find a family doctor. I lost my family doctor uh, to retirement. I couldn't find another one. Let me see here. I'll just try to find this. Viva. Eh, viva. No, it's bueno. I cannot find my name. Oh, here we go. At the end of 2021, nearly 170,000 Montrealers were waiting to be matched with a family doctor. I was one of them. The average wait time ranges from 279 days. That's three quarters of a year. In the West Island, that's, that's the West Island. It's like outside. It's on the west of the island of Montreal. With patients for urgent health problems, such as cancer, and up to 619 days for people in good health in neighborhoods such as Verdun. Excessive waiting times, uh, but it's free. Flip side, my goodness, I've seen it here. Health insurance is through the roof. It's all a big scam. Uh, you're, you're paying for insurance. You're paying for co-pays. And then you still have to pay when you need it versus not spending $10,000 a year on health insurance and just paying if and when and trying to save that money up if you can. The problem in the States now is because of 
Yeah, it's no longer an insurance system. The, the only people who end up paying are the ones who need it. And everybody else who doesn't necessarily need it doesn't pay in. So you don't have the reserve to actually spread out the, the risk. So that's it. That's, you know, it, it looks good. It looks free. It looks free on paper because you don't pay for it when you go, but you've paid for it upfront out the wazoo. One year or more for a family doctor in BC. I've done a 180 on Schmushmorschen. I used to agree with safe, legal, and rare, but now it's a substitute for condom is wrong. Um, I have not uh, done a 180 on it. I've, 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 you know, once upon a time, Bill Clinton said, I think it was Clinton. He said, it, it's, it's an evil that has to be tolerated to some extent. Uh, where I have had my eyes pried open like a clockwork orange is what those leaked videos revealed in terms of the black market, the financial incentive for tissues, the financial, the financial incentive for developed tissues and what that turns into in reality. Um, But anyhow, it's an issue that people can agree to disagree on certain things. And I say within a certain gray zone, we can, we can civilly disagree with each other. Uh, in fact, we should always civilly disagree with each other within a certain gray zone. I can understand the difference, but when it comes to eight months, don't ask me any questions. Well, I think we have criminal code provisions for a reason. Australia's health system is extremely similar to Canada. My state of Victoria has a waiting list of 120,000 and our new underground rail system is 70 billion over budget. Yes, 70 billion. You need insurance when it's private. True. And then the problem in Canada is they, 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 they gave issue. They made problems for even having private insurance because they say doctors coming out, doctors working in the private sphere would, would come out of the public sphere, which is not actually all that true. And even if it's true to some extent, well, if you take people out of the public, regardless, you're opening up the spot to someone who doesn't necessarily have the means for private. And so you end up freeing up the public healthcare system by opening the window to private healthcare. And if you allow doctors to work in both, you can really find a proper middle ground there. My health insurance went up three times since, three X, 300% since Obamacare. Yeah, I have a, I had, I had a discussion with our agent. He said, Obamacare screwed everything up. And, and this is not a political individual. This, this, and I think this individual might be more on the left side of the spectrum than the right side of the spectrum. Obamacare screwed everything up. I, found, I finally found a family doctor. He would only give me 15 minutes for every visit. When I questioned him about this, he told me not to come back. <laughs> That's it. No, no, but it's, but, it's, but it's free. But it's free. And so someone can go and tweet, oh, I've been on vacation. I've seen, I've seen everything I need to know. System's perfect here. And, you know, America needs to be more like Canada. America with a population of 350 million compared to a, a country of three of 38 million that can't even do it right for 38 million. Okay. 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 Let's see what else we had here. So that's the, that's the healthcare debate. I want to get to the Trudeau. I want to get to the Trudeau. Is this the one? You know, th- this is, this is my feed here. Let me, let me just get to the tweet. Cause I'm not gonna be able to find it on the, incognito mode. Here we go. Justin Trudeau. Okay. Are we seeing the same thing here? Um, StreamYard. Okay. Yeah, there we are. Good. So this is the tweet that Justin Trudeau put out. And by the way, I've got 
I've got my, my, my um, homework here. This is the tweet that Justin Trudeau put out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up. The pattern of harassment of journalists is incredibly alarming and completely unacceptable. Oh, my. I, I, agree, I agree with Justin Trudeau. This type of behavior has no place in our society. No journalist should ever be threatened for doing their job. Uh, I agree. I, you know, these are things that actually don't need to be said. Harassment doesn't need to be condemned, A, because it's, it's obvious. It's a crime. And the only people who feel the need to spontaneously and very punctually condemn harassment typically support it under other circumstances. Uh, the one question I do have here is, what do we mean by harassment, Justin Trudeau? Do we mean nasty emails that are necessarily the result of sharing your opinion and living online? I mean, is that, is that harassment? Like when there's bots in the chat here saying death to Viva or uh, whatever, or if I get a, a stupid DM or a stupid email, is that harassment? Or do we mean it in, the, in a material, actual criminal sense and not in this is what the internet is, people act like jackasses every now and again? Because if it's that, if it's just, I got nasty emails, people called me, uh, yeah. in my case, they call me all sorts of names. But if it's that, um, I, I might suggest that some people are exploiting of the harassment uh, label to weaponize it for political purposes. Don't look, they're criticizing me for my work. They're calling me names. They have to be shut up and we have to enact more laws to combat harassment speech. Um, I, I, I tend to think that sometimes, just sometimes, some people uh, exploit purported harassment. They make it a bigger issue. They share uh, a random tweet, a random, a random email from someone who's clearly you know, an idiot as though it's a pa as though it's a pattern and as though they now deserve sympathy or protection uh, from nasty name calling that is unfortunately a reality of the internet you don't want to get called names don't go on the internet getting called names even really bad names i've been called really bad names i don't consider that harassment i got called a yahtzee the other day on twitter viva fry is a nazi i got called a nazi on twitter I don't consider that harassment. I wouldn't, I, 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 I share it for the sheer lunacy that someone would call someone who's clearly Semitic, Semitic of origin, a Nazi. You may as well call me a, a basketball player. I mean, you may as well call me a six, you may as well call me Michael Milliman. You may as well call me six foot eight. For anybody who doesn't know, Michael Milliman was on last night. Amazing philosophical discussion. Six foot eight. Calling me a Yahtzee is about as absurd as calling me a six foot eight basketball player that can dunk. Uh, so, you know, making fun is different than claiming harassment so that you can get the prime minister coming out to prime minister is never going to come out and defend me. I guarantee you that much. And I don't need it regardless. So I, I, I question what is meant by harassment and what is being qualified as harassment. I don't think na nasty emails, you shouldn't do it, but to come out and say that's harassment. And now uh, it's like, Oh, Okay. Actual harassment, actual threats, and I'll even say verbal abuse. Of course, it doesn't need to be stated. But the irony in Justin Trudeau coming up, he's not, he's not speaking for all journalists. Uh, he's not even speaking for all Canadians. He's speaking for his own fully subsidized, I'll call them employees. He's not, he's not, he's not out there. First of all, the pattern of harassment of anybody 
is incredible. It's always alarming. It's always unacceptable. You don't need to say criminal activity, criminal behavior, harassment is unacceptable. You don't need to say that. But I, 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 I just, I question, who is Justin Trudeau talking about right now? Now, for those of you who don't know, and I got the receipts and they're coming up in about two seconds. Justin Trudeau, his police, and, I, and, and yes, by the way, I, I won't blame content creators for the comments of some of the people that watch or follow, but I will blame just the actions of Justin Trudeau's police force, bodyguards, on Justin Trudeau. The buck stops with the president, even if Biden forgot that he said that. The buck stops with the prime minister. Your police literally assaulted rebel news journalists, Alexa Lavoie, Drea Humphrey, and David Menzies, while you repeatedly publicly demonized rebel news. Journalists should never be harassed or threatened, and you should resign. He won't resign. I feel stupid even saying it, you should resign, hashtag, I feel stupid saying it, but people, it, he should resign. And, and, and you think I'm being hyperbolic? I'll, I'll, I'll get into the chat about rebel news. They're not journalists. I'll, I'll, get in, I'll get into that chat as to how people rationalize their harassment while condemning other harassment. I'll get into that because it's sickening, it's nauseating, and it's the double standard that comes with being a hypocrite like Justin Trudeau. People, don't trust me ever. Well, trust me, but verify nonetheless. Here. First of all, let's start with what some people might call harassment. Because harassment can be different depending on who says what. A 13-year-old kid calling you a a B word or the C word, uh, you know, it's stupid, it's juvenile, but probably not harassment. The leader of a country calling you fake news disinformation, and I have nothing more to say to the likes of you, that's polite harassment. That is what we call the political permission slip for more serious harassment. But let's, let's just hear this. I, I love this. I love it in the sense that I, it's disgusting. This is... Uh, oh, here. We'll see. Yeah, we're all looking. Okay. Ma question la suivante. That's Alexa Lavoie. Some people who tolerate harassment when they like the object of its harassment will say she's not a journalist. We'll get there. L'Israël est l'un des pays les plus vaccinés au monde. Ils sont rendus maintenant à leur quatrième rappel de vaccin. Ils ne considèrent plus que ceux qui ont reçu deux... Can, can we actually... Let me refresh this because I don't know if you can read the text. So I'll, I'll pause and translate as we go along. Let me just do this here. It'll give me a, it'll give me a chance to show off my French. Someone, someone accused me of hating the French language and not supporting Quebec rights. Is that harassment? You want, you want to live on the internet and show your opinions on the internet and engage in the most important public discourse on the internet? You have to be prepared for people calling you names without reflexively saying, they're harassing me. I want to tell people what I think and I want to, I want to dive into the discussion, the public discussion on the most important issues of our time, but I don't want people calling me bad names. Okay. Play. Ma question la suivante. My question is the following. L'Israël est l'un des pays les plus vaccinés au monde. Israel is one of the most highly vaccinated countries in the world. Ils sont rendus maintenant à leur quatrième rappel de vaccin. They have now uh, reached the fourth shot, the fourth callback. 
Ils ne considèrent plus que ceux qui ont reçu deux doses de vaccin sont pleinement vaccinés. They no longer consider those who have had two doses of the vaccine to be fully vaccinated. Ma question est. My question is. Plusieurs Québec, euh, Canadiens ne désirent pas avoir une, un rappel de, de vaccin. Many Canadians don't want to have a booster. Allez-vous leur enlever leur privilège relié au vaccinal? Are you going to uh, remove, eliminate their privileges? Uh, I take issue with the word privileges, but I, I understand what point she's getting at. Are you going to remove their vaccine passport privileges? Et And aurez-vous l'obligeance de répondre à ma question en tant que premier ministre? Will you have the decency to answer my question in your capacity as prime minister? Ou allez-vous encore diaboliser mon média? Or are you again going to demonize our, our company? J'ai partagé ma perspective sur ton organisation euh, hier soir. J'ai plus rien à dire. Look at the way he turns away. Demande bien qui vous êtes. Merci. That's that's the prime minister of Canada right there, people. The most he's the women's rights, unless they're women journalists. Women's rights, unless um, you know they're, they're Native American ministers of justice who don't adhere to his corrupt orders. That's what people see coming from the prime minister. That's the political permission slip for, for, for many a bad things. But, the, but is that harassment? Is that, is, that, is that putting on blast an entity uh, for what some might feel to be politically justified reprisals? And by the way, what he said the other day that I, I couldn't find quickly enough, that the disinformation, Rebel News is disinformation. Rebel News who have been targeted for fines, uh, physical abuse, they're disinformation. And by the way, you want to see the way his, his police deal with uh, rebel news journalists? This is David Menzies. Huh? Look around. I hit my car. Huh? Yeah. You'd like to see that. I wouldn't like to see that at all. <laughs> needs a lot of paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, you shouldn't have resisted. We, they just want to talk. Is this real? That's real. You, you could you could go watch it on Rebel News. I mean, I, I I it's those were his personal bodyguards because he's going into a restaurant. There's a journalist with credentials. I mean, I don't know how you get credentials for an event like that. And um, he's with his with with his bike on a public sidewalk or on a public road. No, no, no. But the the harassment of journalists. Is unacceptable. The pattern of harassment is unacceptable. But don't worry, people. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. I couldn't find the one of Drea Humphrey, but there's one of Drea Humphrey as well. It's not, it's not so bad because they don't slam a petite woman up against the brick wall. They just pick her up and, you know, manhandle her and shove her off to the side because she doesn't get to ask Justin Trudeau questions. Uh, this is the one that most people have probably heard about. Justin Trudeau's RCMP accidentally discharging a pepper spray canister into the leg of accredited 
identified journalist Alexa Lavoie. Oh, and, and people and, and, and the tolerance. This is Canada, people. And by the way, people made fun of her for crying. They took they took screen grabs. They took screen grabs of her face with her mascara running because it's it's funny. Accidentally, I don't know how you accidentally. I I know you're being sarcastic. You know, just just a tear. Oh, she should she shouldn't have been there. No, no, but but th- this is the guy now coming out and talking about a pattern of harassment of journalists. Oh, eh, eh, well, okay, that's echoing. This is the guy now talking about the the harassment of journalists. Let me just go back to the the, the tweet. The Drea Humphrey one is also just as, it's just, it's, it's not quite as bad. The pattern of harassment of journalists is incredibly alarming and completely unacceptable. Oh, yes, it is. We agree. This type of behavior has no place in our society. Oh, yes, we agree, Justin Trudeau. No journalist should ever be threatened for doing their job. We agree, Justin Trudeau. They should also never be assaulted. And by the way, just so everybody is perfectly clear, I- I'm not just saying this for lip service. Uh, when I was when I was at the Ottawa protest, people don't like it. People don't like me for doing it. I was telling one guy to stop heckling CNN. I told him I haven't, I was trying to do it politely because I didn't want to embarrass the guy during a live stream. I said, don't heckle them. It doesn't, it's going to make everyone here look stupid. It's going to give them exactly the sound clip that they want so they can say, look how we weren't even allowed to do our job. I said, don't do it. Don't heckle. Don't harass. Leave them be. Let them speak. And then use your words to counter their words. People, and people don't like it. Like, I, I'm, I'm entitled to heckle them. You are. But heckling will be described as harassing. Because people are giving Rachel Gibbler the gills, rightfully so. Now, the other thing is, they, deserve, they, they, they can be criticized, even, even not nicely so. You can... Cri- Imagine the idea that you're going to tell people what to think, but then you don't want to hear what they think. But bottom line, this is not lip service. And like, I, and I, in a way, I guess I'm fortunate in, in that I'm consistent, even if some people don't like my, my cowardice. I, I, told, I was there at the auto press. I was like, stop doing it. They're going to get the clip of you doing this. They're going to, I didn't say this to the guy in so many words. <laughs> I said, don't do this. Don't, stop, stop. You know what's going to happen. And what happens, happens. They get the sound bite. They get the sound clip. And it looks like everyone there is represented and reflected by this guy who's harassing, in the heckling sense, journalists who are this, who are just there trying to do their job, which is government-sponsored propaganda. Uh, so then I replied here, but there was. Let's. I just want to go through the the replies to my reply, the responses to my response, to to show you just how impactful the trickle down is from the highest leader of the land. When people see Justin Trudeau publicly berating media, publicly shunning them, publicly defaming them, publicly discre- de- de- denying that they're journalists in the first place. What do you think happens? That's called the political permission slip, people. Let me just see if some of them here. Oh, please give examples. Uh, Rebel is not a news agency. It is a propaganda-based entertainment company that is intended to spread mis- and disinformation. Oh, hey, where, where have I heard that before? 
They are a disgrace and should never be confused with news. Oh, okay, so they can be assaulted and harassed then. That is, do you understand, by the way? This is saying, Justin Trudeau, you have harassed and assaulted the media because set, away, set aside the word media, he has assaulted and harassed Alexa Lavois, David Menzies, Andrea Humphrey. This person comes back and says, well, they're not media. So therefore, can, they can be assaulted and harassed. And that is the slippery slope of moral relativism that comes with having been handed the political permission slip to assault and harass people who you say, they're, they're, they're not media. They're propagandists. Oh, by the way, dude, if they're propagandists, then CBC is literally propaganda, not just on steroids, but on government tax dollars. And I shouldn't say government tax dollars, citizen tax dollars. Hey, oh, propagandists like Viva Fry. Ooh, look at that. Those are not federal police, but I'm sure you know that. Wrong. Uh, wrong. The RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, the others were his private bodyguards. But you, people, they'll go out of their way to justify their own harassment and their own assaults because they're not, they're not, Rebel News isn't media. They're not journalists. They're just propaganda hacks. Therefore, harassment is justified. There you have it. Who would have thunk? Who would have thought people follow good examples and bad examples? Thumbnail for the broadcast makes Justin look like he's about to. <laughs> you know, I, I know I, I, it was, it was, um, yeah, there, there's a, <laughs> the, sometimes things don't, the, the, it doesn't matter. That was not the intention, but I, it, in looking at it, I could see that it's funny. It's just, you, you pull, you pull pictures. They can be interpreted in many ways. Just end it all. Bugs don't grow on trees. Don't end it all. Mr. Wonderful. When you see a leaf fall, it is fall. I like that guitar. Uh, Australia's health system is extremely similar. Okay, I got that one. If Justin smoked cigarettes, he would make he would smoke like a cross-legged. <laughs> well, I just had a visual there. Oh, so that's it. The, the, the man with a history through his police of physically assaulting, verbally berating journalists. Uh, is now coming out and, 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 and you know exactly who he's defending. He should be defending everybody, but he's not. He's defending his own henchmen and his own propagandists. And by the way, I consider them to be propagandists. I consider them to be exquisitely dishonest. And I've seen it firsthand because I've been the object of it firsthand. They don't deserve to be harassed and people should not harass them because what they end up doing, because they're disingenuous and dishonest to begin with, if they get one harassing email, they will, they will share that and make it look like it's a barrage of harassing emails. And unfortunate reality, they don't even need to get one harassing, legitimate harassing email. Because when Justin Trudeau weaponizes harassment like this, that's the red flag for the false flag for people to say, well, now I'm, I, I don't even hate these people. I kind of like them, but I know the way they're going to weaponize an email that comes from a Proton Mail account. So I'm going to set up a Proton Mail account, send a harassing email, even though it's, it's me, knowing that they're going to come out, go on Twitter and say, look at how I'm being harassed just for doing my job. So that's why publicly, vocally, never tolerate it so that there is no risk that anyone says you did it. And so that if it happens, you could say it's it, you know, it, good chances. It's done by somebody who knows how it's going to be weaponized, which might explain the motivation for so doing. What I will always say never to do. 
while I get the point of don't give the sound bites, while I get the point of don't give the sound bites, there has never been an authoritarian government taken down by polite discourse, and we do have an authoritarian government. Uh, I'll, I'll posit one thing even, even beyond that, Zorosifer. Uh, I'm not sure there has been a, an authoritarian government that's been taken down by violence. I, I might be historically wrong on that. Um, I'm trying to think of some examples. You're, you're not going to win the violence war with an authoritarian government. Uh, you're going to win this, this, this confrontation, this ideological confrontation through ideology and through winning of the minds, not through any, not through any violent means. It's like you don't have, you're not fighting equal arms. You're never going to. It's like, it's like, it's like you're not <laughs> I'm trying to think like, you know, if you, if you're, if you're playing chess with a grandmaster, okay, good. You're not going to win the game. So you might have to think of more creative ways to win the game. Uh, I, you know, like, uh, but this, this, you're not going to win through those means. It's, I, I, I appreciate some people thinking I, you know, ID, uh, ideally, oh yeah, it's, it's like, it's a movie. We're just going to just, oh yeah. Like Braveheart. No, it's not like Braveheart at this point. It's not like the French Revolution or the American Revolution at this point. These are, they're not analogous. And it's not going... This, this ideological divide is not going to be... This ideological battle is not going to be won that way. All that it's going to do precisely is what they want it to do. There's a, re there's a reason why they want people to react like that. And it's so they can do what they want to do to further solidify, to further surveil, to further criminalized dissent. Okay. You are wrong. There are many examples in history. Uh, well, I can tell you one thing. I, can, I will certainly always be able to find distinctions to support my foregone conclusion. <laughs> uh, lawyers, there, there is something, there is something I, I will be able to wordsmith my way out of any example you give, so I can tell you that right now. Um, on Infowar, Viva. So you can give historical examples. I... I it's, it's, it's a cheap cop-out. There will always be material distinctions, but I think it's radically different than anything comparable we've ever had in the history of humanity. Because w w there's, it's just an uneven, it's an uneven asymmetrical um, disagreement at this point. And th th my personal belief. Okay. Darcy? The heck is that? Hold on, I gotta take my glasses off. Okay, that looks like uh, something in a pot. I thought it was a, uh, a soft-shell snapping turtle for a bit. Ah, okay, well, that's good. Historical, oh, someone just said historical examples. Hold on, where was it? Historical examples, whatever. If you capitulate forever, you will die by a thousand cuts. I, uh, despite feeling despair sometimes, I think we're seeing, uh, we're seeing the, the groundswell of awareness, and we're seeing a groundswell of enough is enough. I mean, we're, we're seeing it. The, the mere fact that within two years, the WEF Great Reset went from being an internet conspiracy theory to known fact and shocking to pretty much everybody who knows it. No, we will not own nothing, and we will not be happy owning nothing. There's nothing wrong with owning things. It's so stupid. You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy at the exact same time the Justin Trudeau government is talking about Home ownership and making home ownership available for more people. 
We will not be happy owning nothing, nor should people have to, have to settle for owning nothing and being happy about it. Um, but we have gone within a period of two years from the Great Reset WEFB from becoming an obscure, virtually unknown conspiracy theory to headline news known by a great many people and shocking to a great many people. How much better does it get than that? There is a reason why the powers that be, despite having all of the, the armaments in this, in this you know, existential battle, they have all of the power, they have all of the might, and yet they're becoming increasingly desperate to retain control, not of power, but of thought. And that is because that's where the power is coming from. It's not coming from physical might. It's coming from thought. And there's a reason why they are frantically and hysterically trying to control thought and stifle free speech. Donald Fasciana, thank you very much. A member, he's got the thing there. I haven't been good on giving the members perks, but thank you very much for the support. Um, Viva Jones, Viva Wars. No, nothing that's going to make for, for the sound. Sa- oh, Viva, Viva supports. Resolve the root cause issues that divide people. Without division, they can't attain power. Unity comes from realizing it was always them causing the problems we blame on each other. Divide and Conquer is the... Everyone should read Sun Tzu's Art of War. I say that. I know that I've read it, but it was a long time ago. And Machiavelli's The Prince. Everyone has to read Machiavelli's The Prince. Viva support. Well, thank you very much for the um, additional subscriber. Um, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to block you, actually. That's not because I don't like you. That's just because you're an actual bot. Caligula says, when will it be okay to talk about Event 201 in um, October 29, where they simulated what would happen during a coronavirus pandemic? John Hopkins with Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and WEF. See, that that would be... It's interesting. Oh, hold on. i got to escape here. That would not show that it was planned, like that coronavirus was planned and then released... It would just certainly show that this this exploitation of a natural disaster of a of a pandemic was in the books, and so it it, it weaponizes even the prospect of a pandemic. So even if it if it's a bona fide pandemic, they're gonna they're gonna do what you know they're, they're gonna do what they've been planning to do. If it's close enough that it can be turned into one through the information war, they're gonna do that too. But uh, no, I think more people have to have to look into that. Three, uh, Mister Wonderful. What is the on-the-ground popularity of Castro in Canada today? I never met one person who liked Trudeau. I went door-to-door. I ran for office. I think I have a pretty good feel for the general. I never met one person who liked Trudeau. I did meet people, typically wealthy people, who said, I, you know, he, I don't like him, but I'm going to vote for him. Um, because... They don't know any better. And because they, they're, they're not hurting. So they don't even, they don't need to know better. I asked because the similar infamous Dan Andrews in Victoria is ahead in the, Dan, Dictator Dan? If Dictator Dan wins, oh my God. Dictator Dean, is he the one who said stuff it? He's the one that said stuff it, right? That was Dictator, no, that, was that Dan? Someone tell me if Dictator Dan was one. If you, if you, I, I don't care if you don't, if you, if you don't want to be, you could stuff it. 
I think that was Dictator Dan. Did you hear about the story about the angry cops covered by the... I have, many times. A vet with PTSD called and asked for help. I talked about it at the early part of this stream, but I'm going to go look, watch that guy's uh, stream on it because a lot of people have been telling me I have to. Uh, was Dictator Dan the one who said, stuff it? Viva, as a Texan, I don't understand why it seems so hard to vote out tyrannical politicians under parliamentary systems. Am I misunderstanding something? You're not misunderstanding anything. Beautiful, beautiful dog, by the way. Oh my gosh, beautiful. You're not misunderstanding anything. What we're witnessing is the effect of controlling the media. There are, there are a great many people in Canada who don't even appreciate the degree to which the government subsidizes the media. But even if they appreciate, even if they understand that, they don't understand the degree to which they're being lied to. They, they don't, they, there are people out there who still think that the Ottawa protest, above and beyond the honking and the disruption, there are people out there who still genuinely believe it was characterized by racism, anti-Semitism, uh, bigotry, uh, violence, and uh, defacing monuments. There are still people who believe that. Smart people that I know who should know better and they don't even know that they're being lied to. Control the media, you control the narrative, you control people's minds. I think Jim Morrison said something along those lines. So how hard is it? It's, it's not that hard. And, and in theory, you should have more opposition. Like people complain about the two-party system in, in America. A five-party system is not much better because it, it turns into a de facto two-party system. You know, you got the Green Party, left. You got the NDP, left. You got uh, the Liberals, left. You got the Conservatives, I call them left, but whatever. You got the PPC, definitely not left, definitely not conservative. Uh, but they, they, they just band together anyhow. You got the Bloc Québécois, not the Bloc, sorry, the, um, yeah, the, it's the Bloc Québécois or the Parti Québécois. So what, it's Bloc Québécois at the federal level. So you, your five, six party system turns into a de, a de facto two party system, especially when the traitor of the party, Jagmeet Singh, literally coalitions with the Trudeau government. The problem is people don't know they're being lied to. And then they've gotten so heavily invested in the lie, they can't accept the fact that they've been lied to. And they just choose to ignore the information that would show them that they've been living a lie. Just look at look at the shift in narrative on the Fauci-ouchie safety and efficiency, safety and effectiveness. The same people who have been brainwashed and pushing for the last two years on others and their own children they're now going to have to wake up to the fact that, holy shit, there might be problems. Well, let's blame it on Trump. But ignore the last two years of me berating anyone as a bigot who said, I don't want to because I don't want to take my chances on new stuff. Romania took care of the problems with the government very effectively in 1989. I'm going to have to look into that. Winky faces often make me a little nervous. <laughs> so that's the problem. It's not the parliamentary system. It's the media system. It's the same thing in the States. You've got people voting Democrat thinking that the Democrats uh, are for democracy. And then you've got people uh, you know, supporting certain conservatives thinking that they support conservative policy. Okay, that one I got already. I think Gandhi had the recipe right. Don't capitulate. Don't give up. The barricades to hold are ideological. Stay to your principle and you win. Yeah, there's, and then people are going to say, yeah, Gandhi had it right. And how did that work out for Gandhi? I mean, it's the thing is he, he will live on forever, but he didn't live as long as he should have. It's like that, and that's, that's, that's the ultimate thing there, you know? 
Um, martyrs will live on forever, but martyrs are martyrs because their time came to an end prematurely. I have severe physical disability. Every time I go to the emergency room, I am offered made. That enrages me, Josh. And you have people in the media now finally raising the flag that this echoes of Nazi Germany. This echoes of Nazi Germany, you know, mercy killings. And it stay strong. And you imagine that? Just, just shocking. I travel to Ottawa. I travel Ottawa to Toronto every month for treatments, temporary fix for a rare disease, anything rare or expensive in Canada. We need fundraisers to take your referral cross border. There's little healthcare here. You know, there's a reason why people with private health insurance go to the Mayo Clinic because they get crappy service when they can get it. And oftentimes they can't even get the crappy service fast enough. RCMP, uh, talk about how oppression is the rule, and it is a fact. Well, we, we, we've seen what's been going on in Canada for the last two and a half years. All right, now I think I did have some stuff in the, in the backdrop here. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's shift it to America for a few minutes. Everybody hates Trump. He's always, he's always, he's always a propagandist, dummy. Viva, by the way, Viva, that is a sweet grass smudge bowl I use to pray First Nations. Beautiful. Okay. Sweet grass smudge roll. Well, it's a beautiful photograph. It looks like a still life. Uh, it looks like a still life painting almost. I'm just going to go to Rumble here and see if we've missed anything. Rumble Rants, we did. Rib tea, $20 Rumble Rant says, good work. Thank you very much. Only good. I want great. I want triple A. A triple A orange man bad. Orange man may be bad, but orange man might understand business a little better than some of the people in the media. People, if you've never seen now this, and by the way, we'll do something funny. Just remind me to Google Viva Fry now this because I've been on now this every now and again. I probably won't be on it for a little while, but let's see. Listen to this, peeps. Watch this. You know what? Stop. I'm going to put it on mute just so... No, I... Okay, look. I'll do this. I'm going to put it on mute for the music, and then I'll unmute it for Trump. Germany's reaction to Trump's priceless claims. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy <laughs> if it does not immediately you stupid man. force. Oh, let's laugh. Ha, ha, ha. We are Germany. We are smarter than the dumb orange man. He's a bad man. Trump claims... Highly inaccurate. Okay. Highly inaccurate. Oh, my diff- my goodness, people. What a difference four years makes. This is September 2018. Oh, yeah, we're almost in September. It's almost four years ago to the day. Trump made some outrageous claims about Germany's German energy at the UN, and the German delegation's reaction was priceless. Pride goeth before the fall, people. Well, this didn't age well. Let me just let me just go to the re, the responses to my tweet because the, the internet is smarter than most people. Um, <laughs> we were so very wrong. Did I not pull up an article? I, there were there were quite a few articles in response to this tweet. It's it's funny. There's a lot of people. Expansionist foreign powers, ironic. Huh? Oh oh, I'm sorry. Look look at this. It's still funny, Jill. Is it still funny? Who's laughing now? 
let's just go see what the, what the lamentable state of German energy is right now. He's a big, he's a big fat baby. Let's make fun of the way he looks. Let's make fun of his skin tan. Let's make fun of him. Oh, fast forward. What did I just do here? Fast forward four years, August, August 19, 2022. You see, are we looking at the same thing here? Fact box, Germany's effort to tackle energy crisis. Hmm. Germany has decided to replace all Russian energy imports, most notably natural gas by as soon as 2024. Well, that's nice. You still have a couple more winters before that happens, Germany. A Herculean effort, given Europe's top economy, depends on Moscow for the fuel to power its industry. I'm sorry. Did CNBC or whatever the hell that a news agency was not call Trump's claim highly inaccurate, misleading? Did Germany not scoff? Did they not scoff as they played the fiddle as Germany burnt? They, they laughed at the man because he's so stupid. He's, he's a big, fat baby. They make fun of his physical appearance, the color of his skin, his intelligence. They go after his, his, his sanity. When he says it, he's a big idiot. Let's all laugh at orange stupid man. He knows nothing. Uh, it's not to say who's laughing now because it's not funny. You know who's laughing now? Probably the same politicians because they're not going to be cold this winter. They're not going to have trouble getting food. They're not going to have trouble with their security. They're not going to have trouble with their salaries. They've, they've, got, they've got it made. They're probably still laughing now because it's the German people who are going to suffer because their political leaders scoffed at the warning that came four years ago by someone who might not be quite as dumb as people made him out to be. In 2021, Russia accounted for 55% of Germany's gas imports. We're going to sanction Russia. We're going to make Russia pay for its illegal war by punishing ourselves because we're not in a position to play strong chess because we're just, we don't have the, we, we didn't set up our pieces properly. In the opening moves, we were laughing and we were moving our, our rook pawn instead of our queen pawn. And now we're not laughing. A level that had declined to 26% by the end of June, 2022, due to significantly reduced flows via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, which is operating at just 20% capacity. Since a landmark strategic shift outlined in a speech by Chancellor Olaf Scholz, who just met with the, he just met with our prime minister, with our premier, prime minister. Germany has taken numerous measures to tackle the challenge while softening the blow to its economy and citizens. Here's a note. I don't care. Germany has imposed two levies, one to help fund higher gas procurement costs, which, okay. Coal, nuclear. Hey, maybe y'all shouldn't have been laughing at Orange Man when he said what was up four years ago. Okay, hold on one second. <laughs> Viva Fry, willfully ignorant people are not smart. They can be smart, but they can just be willfully deceiving themselves for any number. Self-deceit is not just for the dumb. It's, it's actually sometimes for the smartest people who just can't live with the fact that they now have to say, look, I might be smart, but I, that might have been very stupid. By the way, Viva. Oh, yeah, sorry. I got that already. Thank you. Um, I've seen plenty of people who are smart deceive themselves. And, and look, we all do it to some extent. How does MAID support veterans that have PTSD? Project 22, remember. So how are we not to think? I can't blame anyone for thinking it, Dragon Slayer. 
Like you, you can't blame someone for coming to that conclusion because it's not an untenable uh, conclusion to come to based on the fact pattern. European, my, they're fi they're finally have to have my my opinion on the CNN shakeups. They they the bottom line has finally hit them. <laughs> Christo Orgard, thank you very much. The bottom line has finally hit them. You can only pedal Scheiser sh sh for so long before people stop buying it. You know, I see a red super chat in there, and I hope I didn't miss it. Oh, it's right here. Okay, good. Canada was founded through polite discourse. It is an interesting thing. We, we are, we, we, we are, we are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not servants. What's the word when you're subjects? We are subjects to a sovereign. There's no question about that. We have a different history and therefore a different present than America. To add to the media control, something I bet most people never heard. A guy that, a guy that talked to and fly, oh, the Yahtzee flag guy at the auto protest. Apparently, he was saying, Do you want our flag to mean the same as this one? It was a bad idea, but still. So, okay. It was a bad idea, but still not what we are told. So, Zorosifer, thank you for reminding me. One of the, it was sort of a rumor, but it was sort of one of the uh, stories that came out was that the individual with the Nazi flag uh, was not there as a white nationalist. He was there allegedly making the argument that this is what our government has become. That was one of the, and I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if that's one side trying to rationalize it to create that doubt so they can sort of wash their hands of the idea that it might have been a bona fide protester carrying a Nazi flag. I don't know. I, I heard that. Uh, you, you've certainly seen people do things like that. Uh, so I don't know, but I, I heard that exact explanation as well as an alternative theory for why the guy was there with the Yahtzee flag and which is why he might've put it away and, and not come back because that wasn't the reason for which he had it and nobody liked it there. I know for a fact, I know the guy personally who told the guy to go away. Uh, a, a PPC member, by the way, no, they, no, nobody's going to report on that. I could have sworn there was something that happened in Sri Lanka recently. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, but the, again, I'll say, I'll say this. Very different, very different situations. Very, very different situations and very different. Uh, okay. I said it before, Viva. If you wanted great, you should have gotten that secret smelling mullet. <laughs> Regandhi, win for everyone, just not for yourself. That's it. You know, it's a, there, there is truth to the old expression also that a lot of problems happen just because people just want one more day of comfort in their lives and they don't want to risk. Um, you know, they don't want to risk the consequences. Hi from your hometown. Just me, Nicole. How you doing? That's Montreal, by the way. Roe from War Campaign interviewed Patrick McNulty, CBSA officer. Very interesting guy. You should have him on. Be a good one. Okay. Just me, Nicole. Thank you very much. Viva Fry. The ones seen laughing were thought to be insane by the ones that could not hear the music. The ones seen laughing were thought to be insane by the ones that could not hear the music. Man, Nietzsche, are we allowed still liking Nietzsche? Like, does that does that make me a, a Yahtzee sympathizer if I say Nietzsche had some very good, some very insightful thoughts? Oh, okay. That was not a, a gas. That was my chair, by the way, if anybody heard that. Okay. So no, no one's going to accuse me of pulling a Swalwell. Okay. What else do we got? Listen to this, guys. Listen to this. Mr. President, 
how much advance notice did you have of the FBI's plan to search Mar-a-Lago? I didn't have any advance notice. None. Zero. Not one single bit. Thank you. Mr. President, is this unfair to people who hate Mr. President, how much advance notice? So I'll do one thing. Of the FBI's plan to search Mar-a-Lago. I didn't have any advance notice. None. This is what we call overemphasizing for deceit. But zero no. screen grab. Filthy. Look, what's he doing right there, people? What's he doing? One single bit. What's he doing right there? Oh, let me let me just remember this image, people. Let's just go to the explanation. Oh yeah, that's right. Canceled. He's canceled, people. He, I mean, he did it. Look at he did it perfectly. I mean, he look at remember it, people, because it's it's the pattern. He did it so well. It was like he had been practicing. That, this is how the game works, right? Like this is this is what we do. Zero, one. Look at that right there. The W, the P, perfect, perfect form, Mr. Biden. Uh, he did not have any advance warning. Mr. President, how much advance notice did you have of the FBI's plan to search Mar-a-Lago? I didn't have any. Advance. Didn't have any. None. None. Zero. Not Zero. One single bit. Not one single bit. That's four times. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and venture a guess. That's a lie. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and guess. It might not be a lie because technically he might have forgotten that he had advance notice, so it can't be a lie if you actually don't recall, or if you if you forgot that you knew. I'm just gonna go ahead though, and I'm gonna say that that's a lie because I, I I need to find. I thought I, I was trying to Google it now to to prove my thought. I thought. Um, it was confirmed somewhere that this was run up the flagpole, the political flagpole before it was executed. Uh, I, I need to find that, but I couldn't find it before the stream. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think that's going to pan out to be a lie. And the only defense is going to be, he forgot that he got advanced warning. Have you seen the Corixkishin call out YouTube racism? No. I haven't. I can't even pronounce that name. Are you and Robert doing a response stream to Nate? He kept mentioning how you were strawmanning with no facts on a stream. I, no, I'm not, I'm not getting into a, uh, a, that type of back and forth. I, you know what I think the reality is? I think it's a distinction without a difference in whatever. Yeah, so I, 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 as far as I understand from part of the argument, I referred to NARA and presidential records when those are only part. Uh, presidential records are only part of all government documents. Oh, okay. That's... There's, there's academic debate, and then there's substantive disagreement. Okay, fine. Let's, what, does it, what does it change? That, that, that the president, I, I think we've set aside the classification discussion, that it didn't matter if the documents were classified or declassified. The question is, were they government records or not? And yeah, fine. Pu presidential records are one subset of government records. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and say distinction without a difference, or I'll even concede. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I misdescribed uh, or, or unduly limited it to presidential records and not all government records. If the idea here is to convince me that there was legitimacy to the raid on the president's resort and home, no one's going to. And now, and now it's, it's always the, the, the moving goalposts of this entire debate in the first place. It was urgent in order to get these back. It was urgent that required a warrant being issued by a magistrate. 
so they could seize it as opposed to petitioning the courts. It was urgent. So urgent because it was nuclear documents. Oh, no, not nuclear documents. Oh, now it was just government records that he refused to give back. Oh, uh, and, and now w- were we wrong on the prior examples of, of similar situations of, of presidents taking documents and then discussing with the National Archives what are presidential records, what are government records that have to be brought back? Uh, I, I'm just going to say it's going to come down to an academic distinction at best, and I'm not getting into that I, I don't actually care enough about that particular disagreement to um, to get into it on that level. The story has one constant. It always changes. One can never step into the same river twice. Twice, Heraclitus. Uh, okay, let's see what we got here. Sidebar with Neil Oliver. When? We've been in touch. So it might happen sooner than later. It would be glorious. We'd have to work on the timing because he's, uh, he's in the UK. So we'll see, but it's it's going to happen. It wasn't a raid; it was a legal warrant. Trump and his team were given plenty of opportunities to hand the papers over, and they obstructed. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you had the trial, uh, the original Skinsy. I'm, I'm glad you had the trial, and you've come to definitive uh, conclusions of law. Um, a raid is another way of describing a warrant being executed by armed officers. Uh, without advance notification to a party. Like, yeah, okay, fine. A raid. You know what? Hold on. Let me keep that up there. Let me just go see what the definition of a raid is. Shall we? Raid. Definition. Sudden attack on an enemy by troops, aircraft, or other armed forces. Uh, let's see what the... More. Let's go with more. How do I do more? A blitz. An incursion. An assault and ascent. I need more. I need more definitions. Raid definition, Miriam Webster. A hostile or predatory incursion. A surprise attack by a small force. Uh, you know what? Let me just show these to people so we can all... We can all uh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start because I want to come back to it. And I'm not trying to put you on blast. I'm just going to go ahead and disagree with you substantively here, but let's see. Uh, a hostile or predatory incursion. Considering 50% of Americans think that the FBI is being used as Joe Biden's personal Gestapo, that was the Rasmussen terminology in the poll, some people might consider this to be a hostile or predatory incursion, therefore a raid by definition. A brief foray outside one's usual sphere. I would say entering a former president's house would be a brief foray outside one's usual sphere. A sudden invasion by officers of the law. I would say it's a raid by definition. Checkmate. Done. Um, it was a legal warrant. Uh, it was a legal warrant? Hmm. Well, you threw in the word legal there. I'll go ahead and grant you it was a warrant. Now, is it, is it a legal warrant if it's issued by a judge who might be conflicted? Uh, th- there might be ways to quash, that, uh, to quash that warrant, to contest that warrant after the fact. So it was a warrant. You threw in the word legal. I would, what did I just do here? I would um, I would suggest that there's there there could be a legitimate debate as to whether or not it was a legal warrant, considering the judge, uh, sorry, the magistrate, had to recuse himself from a file involving Trump for reasons of conflict of interest barely two months earlier. Uh, they were given plenty of opportunities to hand the papers over. Well, thank you for proving that it wasn't urgent by your own definition, by your own rationale, by your own argument, and they obstructed. Well, then go to court. You don't go get a secret warrant. 
and then raid a f- ex-president's house over documents which by your own rationale were not urgent. Oh, they became urgent. No, they w- did not become urgent. It was known since February of 2022, at the very least. The White House press secretary called it a raid. So uh, thank you for your comment. I believe that counts as a checkmate. Um, and, we'll, and we'll see what happens uh, after all of this. My prediction, this is, this is garbage. This is, this is continuation of the same rubbish we've been seeing for the last four years of trying to get Trump. Falsifying evidence, fabricating hoaxes, manipulating the media, leaking information to the media. Oh, but I'm to believe that everything is totally kosher this time around. Okay. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, question Justin Trudeau's leader debate. Okay, so we saw that. We can get that out of here. So that's uh, that's it. Uh, there, there was some other stuff. Let me just see if I can get to my get to my Twitter feed. No, that's um. Oh, you listen to this. I'm sorry. Listen to this. And and I'm going to go to the comments on this on this tweet because the the aggregate knowledge of it once is an accident, twice is a coincidence, three times is enemy action. Listen to this. Many of you had to leave school because of financial strain was much too high. About a third of the borrowers have debt, but no degree. And worst of both worlds, debt and no degree. The burden is especially... I, I, I need to ask this question because i do not not sure I understand. A debt and no degree means that they did not graduate, correct? So they incurred the debt and didn't finish their degree for whatever the reason. Maybe they had to get a job because the debt was too much. But the debt and no degree means... They incurred substantial debt for whatever degree it was and then didn't finish it to get the degree. Of both worlds, debt and no degree. I sort of think it means. The burden is especially heavy on black and Hispanic borrowers who on average have less family wealth to pay for it. There's no, they don't own their homes to borrow against to be able to pay for college. Many of you. There are statistics like I, that I did yesterday I would like to verify in this. Um, I would like to know if the debt and no degree has any sort of disparate, not disparate impact, if there's any uh, differentials among groups of citizens. Who on average have less family wealth to pay for it. There's no, they don't own their homes to borrow against to be able to pay for college. this This is the definition of soft bigotry, of soft bigotry of low expectations which is bigotry. I, I don't know. You know, I can't share that. I don't know if that's an actual, I don't know if that's an actual uh, proper screen grab. This is the statistic that I saw, by the way. Uh, 44%, 44.1% of black people own homes. 74% of white people own homes. 48% of Hispanics ho- own homes. I saw that statistic as well. Home ownership by race. Let's see if we can find one that looks decent. Census. I guess that's going to be as decent as it gets. Um, well, this is oh, home ownership among white household owners was 71%, higher than the national average rate of 66%. In contrast, households who were black, 46%, and those who were native Hawaiian, 45% less. Okay. Hispanic also had 46% among uh, home ownership compared with 72% of non-Hispanic white. Those households with rates higher than 50%, but less than the national rate 
were American Indians and Alaskan Natives. Okay, so the statistic looks supported. And 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 then what? I mean, the, the idea. I mean, it's also just the way he it didn't say the statistical less. And you need to know among home ownership, even if it is statistically less among certain demographics, how that translates into people. I mean, the issue is, I guess, what's home ownership among anybody incurring student debt? What what is home ownership among students incurring debt to begin with? And why would that be the relevant factor? Uh, let alone the blanket statement of the way he phrased it. But hold on, what's this? Does, does Viva know about the over 2,000? 2,000 child. I, I, I don't know about that. Now I'm going to have to go Google it to make sure that it's, that, you know, see what it is. Cancer kept me from finishing my degree. No adjustments to payments, tax returns for years were taken. Next topic, please. Joe Bowman, Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Dude, get, get me in trouble here. Um, okay. And let me just see. There was one more from Rob A., I think, if I can see the avatar. <laughs> uh, Wiki, a police raid is an unexpected visit by police or other law enforcement officers with the aim of using the element of surprise in order to seize evidence. Or It's obvious it was a raid. Trying to pretend it's not a raid is, is an issue. Do, doesn't matter. Note that student loan interest is tax deductible. Yeah, but you still need to make money to have something to offset tax deductible. It's called buying votes. Bottom line, John Yarber, absolutely. And you think it's unique to the States. It's buying votes. Now, the question is, how many votes is it going to buy versus how many votes is it going to reject? You might, he's going to get all the students that, he's, that are going to get this credit, their votes, maybe. Uh, he, I think he's going to lose a lot of votes with it because I think... The only people who, uh, who really support this move are the ones who are going to get benefit at this stage from the, from the freebie and those who are going to be un, unaffected by the freebie. So you're going um, to get um, the students. I mean, how many of them are going to sh show up to vote in the first place? And you're going to get the, the, the Robert Ray Reaches of the world and, and, the, and the blue checkmark celebs. Who, this is not going to impact them whatsoever. Everyday Americans who are now going to see this canceled debt shifted onto them, you might not have bought their vote. But you think this is, you think this is um, unique. You know what Justin Trudeau did leading into the federal election? Extended the $2,000 benefits until right after the election. The $2,000 government, government payments for putting everyone out of work so they can sit at home and collect $2,000 and then never go back to the market so that businesses that wanted to open up couldn't find employees to work. Because nobody, why would you work? for 3,000 a month when you cannot work for 2,000 a month. You know who else bought votes or tried to? Francois Legault, Supreme Leader of Quebec, promised a $500 to curb inflation, promised to give us back $500 of our own taxpayer dollars if we made less than $100,000 a year, right before an election, uh, provincial elections in Quebec, October. Well, coincidence. Here's money, uh, vote for me. Why pay taxes when the government spends it irresponsibly? Yeah, and someone said, you know, I, I don't mind this. If they're going to do this with my taxpayer dollars, I'd rather, I'd rather do this than fund a foreign war. Uh, you know, and, uh, I, and the, the problem with that is, well, you're doing both right now. They're, they're stealing your taxpayer dollars to fund foreign conflict 
to astronomical figures while simultaneously stealing your taxpayer dollars here uh, to buy votes and to shift the burden of debt from those who incurred it and incurred it, presumably in full awareness of fact and law, to those who now have to suffer the consequences of those who made a decision um, that they no longer want to live with. Okay, I think we're going to wind it wind it down here, people. Let me just see what we got in the in the ever uh, expanding Twitter diary. Make sure we hit all of our of our of our points today. See, he's yawning. I see it yawning, <laughs> but now I see it the other way. Okay, uh, covered that story. Covered that story. The leader is good. The leader is great. We surrender our will as of this date. Uh, Okay, that's the assault, that's the there, that's the this. 28 a day, by the way. That's that's on 2021 averages. And from what I understand, it's more this year. A soccer team a day. Hello, Clarissa. Oh, then and then this is it's just they're just liars. Canada is a destination of choice for people looking for a new place to work, study, and build their lives. And immigration is key to addressing labor shortages and growing our economy. That's why we're... Emigration out of Canada for people who have lived here our whole lives, there. Canada just saw the biggest Q4 for residents permanently leaving since the 1970s. This is uh, oh June 24th, Canada permanent leave... Canadians permanently leaving was unusually high for the first quarter. Well, what do you got to do to counteract that to make that open up the floodgates and don't, don't solve the problems. Just get people in and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll learn soon enough. There's a whole, I ran into a lot of immigrants, people who immigrated to Canada from Egypt, United Arab Emirates, Romania, Venezuela. I met a lot of people during the protest and they moved here many years ago and they say, my goodness, what I moved away from is now infesting itself here. And I don't make fun, I don't make fun of people for the masks. I make fun of the politicians for the hypocrisy. They, they want Canadians to think the rest of the world is still out of their mind. They want people to think this is normal. Nurses made it clear. To facilitate the, it's a totally unrelated story. They sit up on stage. Of course, uh, the guy talking, he can take his mask off. It's, it's, it's worth the risk. It's the, it's the most serious pandemic still. And we need to wear a face mask when you're not talking. But you can take it off when you're talking. Put it right back on. And look, look at the person on the far right. My, my, my cursor's not working. Their nose is half exposed. This person's wearing a cloth mask on the far left. The person here to the left, a cloth mask on the right. And here, the, here is Jean-Yves Duclos stuck in the middle with all of them. But he doesn't need to wear a mask when he's talking. COVID goes on pause. The most dangerous pandemic in the world that requires four of the five people on stage to be wearing a mask, despite being double vaxxed, boosted, and whatever. He gets to take it off to talk. Science, people. They want us to think the rest of the world is like this. Why are you still wearing masks? How many jabs have you gotten? Do you not understand what is going on in the rest of the free world? You look like a bunch of raging cultists. Probably because that's exactly what you are. All right. <sighs> okay, I just heard the door beep, which is children coming back, entering the house, I think. Or it's just my wife. My wife, remember when Viva lip-synced to Wrecking Ball? Oh, those are the days, man. Those are the days. 
So, people thought I was crazy then. I guess maybe uh, plus ça change, plus ça reste le même. The more things change, the more they stay the same. I just bought a signed copy of Alex Jones' book, The Great Reset, which ends Friday. Help a guy out, people. I'm going to go get a link. I'm going to go put that link out there right after this. Hold on. Let me just screen grab. A democracy cannot exist as a permanent form of government. It can only exist until the voters discover that they can vote themselves largesse from the public treasury. Alexander Titler. <laughs> Titler. <laughs> um, I think it's Titler. I'm not going to pronounce it Titler because that actually reminds too much. Rhymes with too much something else. Viva never did show. Hold on. Ah, uh, yeah. Dude, uh, when, I, when I show the broken show, the broken toe, call me, call me an opportunist. I'm going to monetize that. I don't know how. I'm going to monetize it. People, it's a broken toe. It bends to the side. A full 180. I can flex it as much as I want, and I do. And it cracks when I do it also. <sighs> well, now we know what it means. Now we know what it means. Uh, Viva joined Truth Social. I was suspended from Twitter permanently. Permanent suspensions. is That's not an oxymoron. It's just Orwellian. Oh, yeah. It is gross. Okay, I think we did good here, people. We did good. So let's go with the standard. The standard. Uh, we're not going to go with the standard white pill. We're going to say it's always darkest before the dawn. Let's go with a bunch of cliches. Uh, it, a bunch of cliches. It's always darkest before the dawn. Uh, the powers never put more pressure on someone than they can, they can live through. Uh, when going through hell, just keep going. When you're at the end of your rope, just keep hanging on. And the reality is, if it were easy, everyone would do it. I think, I think that's good. <laughs> um, keep, keep six feet at all times, except during snack time. And be safe, guys. It's soyense. Um, all right. Oh, what's it? What's this? What's hold on a second? Hold on. Let me just let me just get harassment. This is harassment, people. I'm gonna I'm gonna screen grab this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet Justin Trudeau. Surely he's gonna come to my defense. I'm joking, by the way. I don't even mind. I know you probably meant that as a total joke. And hey, the interwebs are for freedom of speech within the limits of the law. Uh oh no. Okay, viva viva. Google dad rants at pharmacy over sons. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I actually played the video. Uh, Laura Lynn played it, uh, posted on Twitter. I made sure with her that, you know, what details she knew about the story. I heard it. I talked about it on a previous stream as well. Um, if women don't find you handsome, at least they'll find you handy. Not bad. Okay. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I, I know it's, I know it's meant uh we 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 have a good community here let me see this important meditation to do every day to call in the divine forces of life as the frequency of the earth has been dropped for a month well i thought this just said med i've been told meditation is good regardless of whether or not you believe in it i i can't meditate i am incapable of 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 of, of i am incapable of calming the mind okay with that said people let me just go to rumble seems that i've missed a call Darn it. Yeah, now, now I can't unsee. Now I cannot unsee. <laughs>
All right, people, thank you for being here. Uh, snip clip, share around. Viva clips for the shorter clips. Everything's on podcast. If you like, put in Viva Barnes Law for the People, you'll get most of this stuff on podcast. Oh, hold on one second. I travel to Ottawa every month for treatments. Okay, I got, I got to this. By the way, Viva, okay, I got to this. I think I got to all these. That was not the first time we told Germany. Evidently, the past four admins have been saying this. Glad I don't live in Germany now. And it wasn't a raid. It was a leak. Okay, and we've addressed this. Okay, good. People, it's always fun. It's always fantastic. I thank you all for spending time with me. Uh, look, I'm going to try to get to a schedule one of these days. Um, but it's going to be one of these days. Thank you, Viva. Laters, people, go. There's a day left unless you're overseas, in which case, go enjoy the evening. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace out, peeps.